0: Yeah, huh? Boogie like Benson, I'm a hoota. I'm a hoota. Long as I'm living, I'm a hoota. Lose or win, and I'm a hoota. Sports coma, yeah, this is where we do that. 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 Huh? Yeah. Boogie like Benson, I'm a hoota. I'm a that Sports coma, this is where we do that. Where we do that. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Touchdown. Touchdown! The vision really belong to us now. Uh, so now. much hate on the Saints, you can probably tell. Yeah. Ever since Bounty Gate hit the NFL, yeah. when things yeah. seem fishy, and you probably yeah. smell. The crooked referees yeah. on Roger Goodell. Yeah, yeah. Don't fuck like this, and I'm a hoota. Yeah. Hoot Every day I'm living, I'm a hoota. Yeah. Hoot Lose or winning, yeah. I'm a hoota. It's the sports coma. This is where we do yeah. that. Yeah. Where we do that. At. Yeah. We do that. Yeah. Where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, a boogie like this and I'm a who that, I'm a who that. it's the sports coma, this is where we do that, you're listening to the sports coma, yeah. the big Q and the guys <laughs> on the right. pro Media Network. <laughs>
1: All right, shout out to the mighty Who That Nation. We in this thing, and like I've been saying for some time now, welcome, welcome, welcome. You're now rocking with the sports coma with Big Q and the guys, but we have intense, entertaining, educating, and enlightening sport talk from your favorite sports fam. What's popping? Shout out to the mighty Who That Nation. Representing the coma, we up in this thing. Much love. All right, this one right here, fam. You know, this is Saturday. Uh, Saints talk, man. You know, we do uh, coffee with Q. Big ups to the fam. Appreciate y'all. Y'all, please feel free to hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. By all means, feel free to hit the share button as well, man. We up in this thing. And, and that's the thing too, family. That's the thing we talk about the Giants matchup. Uh, you know, and I'm not looking past the Giants. The Giants are playing scrappy football right now. Reality is this. they, The Giants hit us where we are the weakest in terms of our defense. Saints have shown over a period of time, especially this entire season, the inability to stop guys from running, especially toward the back end. When we've been uh, gashed for like big, ridiculous uh, per- Russian performances, like 200 yards, 190 yards, it's just, just, just ugly numbers. That we usually, traditionally, we didn't do that, even up until the slippage started occurring. This year, we were actually pretty solid against the run, not anymore. At first, it was the scrambling quarterback effect plus the running backs getting going. And it was a collage of uh, cobbled numbers together that reached 150, 160, 170, 180 yards. Now, now all of a sudden, when that went away, and then they just started hit the, the North South power runners started really hitting the Saints for big yardage. And we've seen it in the Carolina game when you've seen guys like Hubbard, you've seen Blackshire, you've seen those guys get going and scramble, even. Bryce scrambled around for, I think, like 50 yards to go along with, with it. So, I mean, that that is something that has to change, man, to be honest with you. We can't allow that to keep going on like that, family. we can't If we're going to have success against this team, that can't happen. Plus the fact that you have DeVito, who does scramble. He will move around and run on you. That's another problem. So, you have the north-south power runner game that the Saints have really slipped on over the last several weeks, plus the fact that they have a semi or a guy that can move around and scramble on you oh, that's a problem see carolina last week could not take advantage of that the fact i was like if they shifted and adjusted and started having this guy move out and throw the ball and they tried it at first but bryce was kind of missing on the guys and well actually he started hitting them they were dropping them they were dropping the passes so when he finally started throwing the ball they was not catching it but outside of that the thing is that's the the secret to them looking at it, say, man, we can run on this team. We got a guy that scrambles around. The Saints don't have the ability to stop a scrambling quarterback. And this year was ugly. Last year it wasn't as bad. the year prior, the guys will move around on you. But this year it's just, it's like a clown show. Guys sliding around every quarterback. It's like they were dipped in bacon grease. It was like, you know what I'm saying? You grab, he slip out of your arms, that type of thing. And that's what it appeared like. Cause you'll see Carl Grandison get back there, grab him, and he just slip out of his grass, cam Jordan slip. I just like, damn. I mean, what is it? What all these guys are dipped in grease or something? What's going on? You can't tackle a guy, but that's how it was. So, if that can that ten that 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 kind of move continues into this game, it could be problematic for the Saints. I'm gonna be honest with you, man. That is a major issue that the Saints have not been able to stop as of recent. So, I mean, that has to change. But anyway, let's let's. This is Cam the man, man, one of the defensive leaders, if not the defensive leader on the team. Listen, what Cam had to say about
2: this, how is it, healing you know? going? We're healing. It's all about a, it's all about an upward trajectory, you know. Atlanta, Atlanta Falcons. I didn't get to see the end of the game, and I've been I've been rapidly healing or slowly healing. Now, however, you depend on it. In my mind, I should go to sleep and wake up perfect, but that hasn't been happening. But we have been getting better, you know. Um, and because I've been healing, I again haven't been avoiding. You guys just been healing. I mean, you're always healing from something. You know, some things are more severe than the other. It's a football season. You're never going to be out 100 healthy. And I think you know, with our locker room, we have a next up a next man up mentality. Ooh, almost missed that one. I could have been real laggy. But you know, at some point, I think that uh we got guys like Zach Bond, I think, as we as weeks go on, and I'm pretty sure like where Peyton is, he's he's biting at the bit just on that practice today. Um, we're slowly getting healthy at the right time for other guys. So I think with my role as it is, I'm I'm perfectly fine with contributing however we can to get a win. I think on the secret segment they showed you working with that on technique. How how have you kind of embraced
0: that role? Yeah.
2: It's not it's not a role that I have to embrace. It's what I've always done, I've always been. You know, I want to see my teammates succeed at a high level. Um, and if I'm you know, if I'm focused on the run, then that means somebody can be focused on the pass. At the end of the day, it's about a team win. I could care less anymore about you know a personal accolade. and I never really have during season. I'm worried about trying to get as many wins as we can. We got four games left, and we can win all four of these. When we gonna hit double digits wins. If not, then you know we we won't have our fate in our hands. Um, I don't I don't love where we're at right now, but I do love the chance that we have, the opportunities that we are presented.
1: Exactly. And straight shooter Cam, straight shooter Elvin Kamara, telling it like it is. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. We got to win out. We need every last one of these games to have a chance because the destiny is not in our hands because we lost to Tampa Bay and Atlanta. We have to win. So there is the reality that everybody knows in front that's in front of the Saints is, you know what you got to do, right? You got to win all of these games. You win these games, you're in the playoffs. You save your coach. A lot of them like Dennis Allen, some don't. But if you really want them to be here, you're going to have to win these games. And then if we do that, we don't have to worry about hoping that an Atlanta or whatever falls on their face. We handle our business. We take care of business. We, we good. That's what it comes down to. So the team know what's in front of, I would hope that they know what's in front of them. I mean, we heard Cam say that, but sometimes, you know, the messages are different in the buildings. It's a lot of miscommunication, not a steady, like a one thought process, one mindset there, and that was evident, like, and, you know, some receipts for that was like the time when Elvin Kamara said they had no identity. Then then uh, what's his face? Uh Pete Carmack said, we do have an identity. Well, damn, the offensive coordinator and the star player on the team. <laughs> it's a communication breakdown. We don't have an. Oh, yeah, we do. But once you go tell that man, that, <laughs> it's like, you, you see what I'm saying? That's that's to me. That's kind of uh backass. But anyway, it is what it is. All right, shout out to the fam, man. Appreciate y'all. Shout out to my people watching on Instagram. I see you, Kai. Jackson, what's happening? Shout out to you. Good to see you. Uh, QTia, much love to you. Oh, uh, <laughs> Yes. What's up, T-Mama? How you doing, baby? She said, you coming with the black coffee, no sugar this morning. <laughs> yes. And, you know, I'm just, you know, listen, family. You know, it's like the It's everybody is like I hear from everybody. And I'm like, listen, fam, no nonsense, because if you want to hear a sugary, fluffy take on the, 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 I'm not that dude. I'm sorry. I'm just kind of rough like that. You know, I got moments when I can be gentle. I'm a balance. But at the same time, I'm just like, man, this is what's called for right now. It's serious time. There's no more fluffy thoughts about clouds and oh, yeah, you know, it's, it's Nickelodeon. Everything's perfect. Everything's fine. No, it's not time for that. You know, it's I, I'm usually a balanced approach, but this is what's called for. It's time to be serious here because we're looking at the destiny of the team before us right now, the, these next four weeks that will decide whether or not Dennis Allen should stay or go, which we already feel. We know what we feel. You know how you feel, but if they, and the saints don't really want to get rid of Dennis Allen, that's obvious. We just showed the tweet, but to keep him, This is the time we know whether or not what we're dealing with here. A lot of money was spent on this team, especially offensively. So I don't want to hear, uh, you know, you guys just, you know, all the fans need to come out and support the team. You know, we've been supporting you. We've been supporting you and you stink. You've been letting us down the whole time. You know, and then the cold blooded part about it is what I really despise is that, that, that the lying and the inability to keep it real, the propaganda, the spinning, of it like don't man listen we don't want we don't want to hear no excuses we put our money where our mouth is we put our time there we were at the game showing we did all of that you can't ask us to do no more it's your turn now that's what I'm saying so you hear all these people come out and say you go down to the games buy those $20 nachos make sure you get that $5 $8 bottle of coke or whatever the hell it is yeah go down there and get that $10 bottle of beer And come on down, enjoy yourself, pay $25 for parking. Yeah, come on down, empty your pockets, and then leave frustrated. People tired of that. (laughs) I'm not doing it. So, I mean, it's your turn, saints. It's your turn. You want people to show up and show out? You show up and show out. Isn't that fair? Isn't that really fair? That's how it is. That's how the universe operates. You put into it what you get out. You get out of it what you put into it. That's balance. That's perfection. That's excellence. You know what I'm saying? You put in, you get out what you put into it. You can't ask it for more than that. So don't ask me for nothing. It's your turn. We showed up, showed out, and was cheering for you before the booze came. Oh, the booing stone, the booing don't hurt. Damn. Well, listen, Q. I tell you something. And those booze, I don't they don't I don't like them. I understand. I just don't like it. Well, listen, Mickey, I know you don't like it, and I don't care if you don't like it. The boos are from you. The boos are from your team. The boos are for your head coach. The boos is for the underperforming that you are doing on the field. That's why we're booing. We're not just booing at touchdowns. Nobody boos at touchdowns. They boo because you stink and that you're not executing properly and you're making excuses. That's why we're booing. And you're not doing enough to rectify the wrongs that you created. That's why we boo. Well, see, that's not, see, I get that part. I understand. I just don't like it. Well, listen, all I can tell you is, is how it is. If you want, if you don't want to hear booze, win. If you don't want to hear booze, play with intensity, play with intelligence, but give a all out full effort. Is what we're asking. Even if you don't, if you don't win, as long as you empty out and give a full effort and show the people that you're trying to, and it just didn't happen because the other team wanted it more, we would understand that. But it is no explanation for what we're seeing on the field. For people who don't want to instruct the hundred and fifty million dollar quarterback to stop staring down the one side of the field or or the other and propel or promote him to be a person that throws the ball. Uh, After looking over his entire field, doing a better job of recognizing when the blitz is coming so you can audible out of it and take advantage of the aggression that your adversary, the defense, is coming with. Being able to see that. And do something about it. That's that's not too much to ask for, because we've seen that before from great Hall of Fame quarterbacks that stood here in those same shoes that stood in the same position behind that center and who played the game at a high level. That is what we know. We know what a good quarterback looks like. And we know what a, what a bad one or a half ass one looks like too. And let me tell you, it's like night and day. All right. That boy alone says Michael Thomas or laddie daddy come back this season. Well, laddie daddy, if I'm, if I think laddie daddy is still under contract, bro. So laddie daddy is not going nowhere brother alone. He's not going nowhere. We still got Laddie Daddy under contract because remember him and Ramcheck signed their deals. They signed their deals. I think uh, who signed first? Ram signed first, and then Laddie Daddy signed after him. So those guys are still under contract now. Mike's, you know, they reworked Mike's deal for a one-year deal. That's a question. That it depends on a lot of factors. Now Michael Thomas does like a lot of these guys, the Crystal Lobbies, the Rashid Shahids, but you know. Would they be somebody out there who would offer Mike more money than what the Saints offer him? And would it be attractive? And then again, will Mike, when Dennis Allen still be here? A lot of factors playing to it. And really, Michael Thomas has always been a pro Dennis Allen guy. Dennis Allen has been pro Michael Thomas, even when he took over the job. A couple of years ago, he went to his first move was to go to California, or reach out to Michael Thomas and tell him, hey, man, we want you to be a part of the team. And even going as far as drafting Chris Olavi, who Michael Thomas wanted to be here. So Dennis Allen has always been a guy reaching to Michael Thomas. It depends on a lot of factors. Now, that one is difficult for me to call on that one. Bro, you, I'm, I might need a little bit more time, but thank you, bro. Appreciate I say
0: thank you
1: All right, shout out to you. Thank you, alone, bro. Uh, shout out to Brent, man. Shout out to Brent. Uh, he says, "Da, uh, yeah, yeah, look, mean, um, come <laughs> on, oh, man, yeah." He says that a lot. I think that that's like how Mickey Loomis does. You know, when you're a, p- a public speaker, it's word filler. It's like you, you know, you you given, you know. The game in parts, and then a uh, arm um, or well look. That's his way of kind of gathering his thoughts. Like Mickey just kind of you know, like he'll kind of do this thing way, you know, like that. He'll kind of,
0: <laughs>
1: and that's a way of gathering thought, like getting the thought together. And I think that's what Dennis Allen does. Well, you know, well, you know, well, um, he says a lot of arms and arms and arms and arms. All in between when he's speaking It's really annoying, but that's just how he does. I guess he's kind of put together. He's putting his thoughts together that way. But uh, yeah, thank you for that, bro. And he says, "Uh, uh eight-hour chowder, big Q." Yeah, eight-hour chowder. <laughs> yeah, we got this thing about Mickey Loomis eating uh, uh clam chowder. We, he loves clam chowder. That's the thing that I kind of got going. He says, yeah, yeah, he clam chowder, I don't like it. That's the thing. That's Mickey getting upset, by the way. See, we don't, you know, Mickey said, listen, I, I like, I, I hear you guys. I really hear you guys. I hear your frustration. Hey, I, hey, 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 hey. I'm frustrated. I, I you know, I, I get it. But listen, I don't like it. You know <laughs> I don't like it. Yeah, you know, well, make it too bad. Damn bad, man. Do something about it, man. Fire somebody. Shake something up. All right. And uh and, and shout out to you, Brent. Thank you for that, man. He says, give the child of a cue. I don't want it, brother. He can keep
0: it. <laughs> I say thank, you, thank, you thank you very much.
1: I don't like it. You guys, I'm telling you, I don't like it. All right, King Morrison, shout out to you. He says, when Win out or lose out, Saints not going to fire the, which is sad. Okay, King Morrison says he's not. Thank you, bro. Appreciate that, man. to
0: say thank you, thank you. very much. Very much. Me, up, me back to this
1: world. Indeed, man. Shout out to my boy Till, man. What's popping, brother? Good to see you in the chat, my brother. Hope everything going on well with you, fam. Appreciate you. And it is what it is. All right. Thank you, brother. Appreciate that. And thank you for the cash apps and the super chats, man. Listen, fam, let's get back to Cam, man. And then we're going we're to roll into Pete Carmichael's a portion of his interview. Then we'll get right into the preview of the Saints and Giants. He, I mean, he's
2: quick off the ball. We already knew that. Um, he came in, I think, that, like, first series two games ago, got a sack off rip. And then, you know, we're working. He's been in great position sometimes. Uh, and that's what you're working on, that finish. Can yeah, you think about video and the darling of the NFL lately? Just... What have I ever cared about another quarterback? It's about the defense that we have in our locker room. It's about how we can affect the game. I think if we play our technique, um, that, you know, it'll take care of itself. When we we all have gap integrity, when we all are executing our plays uh, at a high level, uh, that should take care of itself. But I do think Tommy DeVito has, I think the word has been shown, been thrown around there, moxie, a lot of moxie. Um, And... You know, for, for that great, it's going to be a challenge for our defense to make sure he doesn't escape the pocket, as we all know has been a crook for our defense or some our defensive line sometimes. And I'm gonna keep on saying defensive line because it's up to us to, you know, make sure the quarterback doesn't step up, step through, step around, and, and get out the pocket because our DBs have done a good job of of doing their job. So it's just about everybody doing their own. Do you have any more thoughts about what happened Monday? Just kind mean, of about it, but man the the most unfortunate event for that is that some of these kids were you know were affected nobody was hurt physically nobody whatever but there was a couple kids that were shaken up and you you throw an event where you know the youngest youngest kid there is probably 11 12 i think there's some some ged graduates there um that might have been a little bit older maybe 19 20 uh and but you could see you know not only just fear on the face but um actual like sort of trauma if you will you know some people some of the kids have been affected by gun violence before whether there have been you know siblings whatever it was um and that hurts your heart just to just to know that you know that one of these kids you know may have may have said some things like was like man i wish i had mine and i was like you shouldn't have to feel that you need anything on you um and it, it's not like you know it's not, not like the event was late it was but the event went on from five to six thirty, so somewhere around that five forty-five range in the middle of, uh, yeah, heart hurts for for a kid to feel like he needs to be strapped up or he needs to, you know, feel like he has to protect himself in a world where, man, at 13, 14 years old, you should be worried about basketball, you should be worried about, you know, homework, you should be worried about getting A's, and not worried about, you know, the outside world affecting your inside world.
0: All right,
1: that's Cam, man. Cam always gives the game, man. He's talking about uh, the event that Cam through, and uh, the g- event was disturbed by uh, uh, shots that were, you know, gunshots around there, and it kind of uh, frazzled the children and whatnot. Yeah, this, and this is the reality uh, in the city of New Orleans, man. It's just unfortunate, but it's a lot of stuff like that that's going on uh, in the in the area, and, and perhaps if you live in a big city. Uh, around big cities period, whether it's, you know, New Orleans or Dallas or Houston or New York or Los Angeles, Miami or Atlanta, you know, wherever, you know, Memphis, wherever you go, this is a common thread that in certain areas, in certain places, it happens, you know, and that's, that's a whole another whole different type of show that, you know, that needs to be had, that needs to be had that, you know, that I can speak to, but you know, this is obviously not the platform. So, but yeah, it's a daunting reality that's going on today. Uh, and it's, um, you know, it's going to carry on to things. Certain things are addressed. So, and, and taken care of. So anyway, uh, shout out to the fam of rich. What's up, Rich? He says, how cute. How's the running game for the saints, bro? Dude, it's a good question, bro. because." You know, Jamal Williams is dealing with an issue. We know that Kendra Miller was there. He has this ankle issue that's just been just been messing with him this entire year. He was dealing with that in the preseason, during the season. He's shut down now with it. So if I was them, I would just kind of let Kendra get all through that thing before I even worry about because his future's bright. So the Saints did bring in a veteran running back, James Robinson. They brought him in here to help out whether they activate them probably sometimes today, we'll get the indication of perhaps early tomorrow morning before 10 30, we'll get a list of inactives and actives and elevations uh, from where they are to now. So perhaps Robinson's involved. We know Jamal Williams is dealing with an issue as well. He's on the injury list as well. So yeah, we get taste them back. So it's man, a running game is in one word with me disappointing is it's because the season started and a lot of people had faith in the running back and I, in the running game. And I was saying, fam, we have three run. I was I am sorely disappointed, not in Jamal Williams, but the Saints inability to get Kamara and Jamal Williams going. We know Jamal had his issues injury wise, but there were games with Jamal Williams was ready to roll and we just didn't capitalize off of it. And listen, it's just disappointing. Jamal Williams last year with Detroit had what 18 touchdowns rushing, you know. And look how we are using him in this system, you know. And I and I asked the family members, how do you feel about Elvin Kamara? How the Saints are using him? Not him because Kamara gives like he was running, he was running really tough last game. You can see he had it on his mind. He's been playing some really good football for the Saints. But it's how they're using our running backs is so disappointing. Like we know Kendra Miller is dealing with his issue, but they had other guys that we can get involved. And in. I always felt like we should have had a three headed running back room to kind of take pressure off. And the reason I wanted three is because at times we should be using Elvin Kamara as a wide receiver. Like right now, Chris Olave has an ankle issue, not full time, mind you. But you got, you know, what I'm saying if we use our imagine our imaginations, we should be using Elvin Kamara as a wide receiver. Like we have them on the field split. And, and there's some place where we've seen them do it. It's just they don't do it enough and they don't do it effectively uh, enough. Well, you see Elvin Kamara and Jamal Williams out there at the same time If we got a three headed running back attack. We can afford to kind of set that old thing up where we could be able to decoy Elvin and then go somewhere else. You see what I'm saying? Because, you know, Chris Olavi's out, Rashid Shahid's coming off an injury, you know, and then we digging into our bench right now with A.T. Perry, Keith Kirkwood, Lynn Bowden Jr., and if they activate Marquez Calloway or Shaq Davis, you know, so I mean, it depending on where they go, but the reality is we still could use Elvin in that way we can use him like that and still be able to run the ball. If we have to spread out the defenses and let them decoy him here or there, we we can still utilize that to some great success. Even if, you know, we use Taysom Hill as a running back at times cuz that's all he is. You could have Carr in there to hand the ball off to Taysom and have an Elvin Kamara out there in the three wide receiver set. He's spread to the left there. They decoy him and you got to worry about Elvin and Taysom on the field at the same time. Come on, man. Come on, man. So like I said, I'm disappointed in the usage of our running backs and and how we've not been able to get them going. And a lot of that is because of the offensive line. The offensive line is terribly inconsistent. I mean, ugly and woefully inconsistent this year. Some games, they they bring it. Sometimes they bring in half the game. I mean, it's just maddening. And it's like, okay, we got to be patient if they're on the young offensive line that's trying to put it together. But these are a bunch of old veteran guys. There is no excuse for what we're seeing, what's going on with the Saints offensive line. It's no excuse for that. If anything, we should be able to at least, at the very least, run the football, at the very least. Andrews gets beat on a regular. Ramchek gets beat on the regular. Cesar Ruiz gets beat. He forgets who he's blocking or when he's pulling the block people, he missing people. McCoy false starting, he doing the, 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 the cupid shuffle out there. I mean, it, James Hurst looks like he needs to be, you know, he putting the Saints offense in the, his running game in the Hurst and driving them to the cemetery. I mean, this needs to change. And I was looking, I was like, man, this really, whoever leading the team, they really need to look at, take a really good look at this offensive line. It needs, like, it really needs some help. It really needs a lot of help, family, this offensive line. Very disappointed in the Saints rushing attack because Carr in many places is not ready to carry the team. It's supposed to be the running attack with Elvin Kamara, who's your best player. We're supposed to be getting the ball in his hands. We how about using more of the power I more? Getting some guys out there that can block and help out. Why is Trevor pinion not even Penning is not even used as a you know what I'm saying? Penning just got benched. You mean tell me. I ain't gonna even get into it, but I'm just a dis- disappointed in the Saints' running attack this year. Really, I am. Just this, it just it's just not there. And a lot of that's due to the offensive line. They're just not opening up those big lanes that we like to see. That you were happy to see an Elvin Kamara or Jamal Williams run through. It's just not happening. But anyway, shout out to Elf and the rest of the fam. Hemisphere says, "Can you imagine what the Saints can do where the old line is backed?" Uh, let's see, says backed by a better offensive line coach. Yeah, people, we really need to kind of look at that, fam, to be honest with you. We really need to look at that. I'm not going to lie to you. We need to, because Doug Marone's the guy there. We know Jari Evans just stepped in here. But that offensive line, man, is supposed to be one of the strongest units we have. All of those guys were here last year and multiple years together. It shouldn't look that disjointed. I mean, it shouldn't look that weak and that inconsistent. The offensive line, especially as a running unit, like a, one of the easiest things that a big offensive lineman can do is run block. If he has to drop back and try to stop a speedy rusher, that's a lot more difficult to him putting his hands on his opponent and driving them out of the way. I mean, but we just can't seem to do it consistently. And that's the problem, man. Yeah, you're right, bro. It starts with coaching bad offensive line. Yeah, but they don't address the things that are bad. That's the thing that sucks and stinks. From me because they keep it's the same Tripe every week and you can see it on The tape it's not me just in me and the rest of the who that nation Just in the room having a full blown uh, uh, Hallucination event About the New Orleans Saints no it's actually Receipts where you put the film on and you can See everything you can see Them being confused on who to block you can See guys missing blocks they set up Screens and then it's three people In front of Kamara and then two of the people Don't block the guy he gets tackled back there I'm like, how, how did that, how did that, what's going on here? Simple things that just don't do well as a unit. And that's the thing that's really upsetting because they keep doing the same dysfunctional things every week, which means that whoever these coaches are, they're not nailing that stuff down. You supposed to get that out of here, man. Whatever's ailing the team, you're supposed to get it out of that. I'm questioning whether or not they see it and then they, do they have the ability or the technique to remedy the situation. So I'm just sick of seeing the same just ineffective, dysfunctional football uh, thinking every game.